From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, tell jokes, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. My name is Matt Davis, and I'm here with Eric Wakeling. Yes, and we are excited to have George Andrews with us. Hi, George. Hello, uh, Eric and Matt. Good to be with you guys. Welcome, welcome to the studio. Yeah, we are excited to have you here. And the first question I have for you is, you are famous in Nebraska. Why? <laughs> well, for one thing, I played football, and they love football in Nebraska. So they do, right. Growing up there, it was a, a dream, and I got to achieve it, so it was really pretty special. That is cool. I, I actually heard from your daughter that when you're walking around in Nebraska, when she's walking with you, people are stopping you and saying, is it, are you George Andrews? Well, it might not be <laughs> quite like that, but it does happen every so often. I don't get back there very often. I wish I could more, but yeah. both my parents have passed away. I'm an only child, so okay. there's not a lot of relatives back there to, to visit. I try yeah, to yeah. get back to a cousin, though. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, George Andrews is a Calvary Church member, actually an elder here at Calvary Church. Yes. And uh, just we're excited to kind of talk about your life. So why don't you take us back? What was life like for you? when you were little? What was growing up like? And you were, where were you? I was um, in Omaha. My parents were from Missouri. They're both school teachers. And so um, I grew up as an only child. And with that being school teachers, they kept a pretty close eye on me. So (laughs) I I had a pretty idyllic uh, growing up period. It was in the late 50s, 60s, just running around playing, doing all the things that little kids did back then. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So what are the little things <laughs> that kids do? Because I think for us here, we're in Orange County, right? You know right. that. And, and you know Orange County life, obviously, now. But for most, even for me, like I don't, I, I guess I kind of have this picture from movies or something of what was life as a little kid like in Omaha, Nebraska. I just think cornfields. You're well, running well, through cornfields. There was some of those, but there was cornfields being turned into homes by where I moved when I was in okay. uh, kindergarten. Okay. And so I watched a lot of guys construction and built forts in the vacant lots with my friends. Awesome. And, and we dig forts underground, put plywood on them. But my favorite fort was two stories. We made a slingshot out of the top story. <laughs> yes. Put a, 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 Underwear band across the slingshot <laughs> and could shoot dirt clods at each other. So, perfect. Yes. Is that what you think? That really? is perfect. And like yeah. a big sign, the He-Man Woman Haters Club, right? Yeah. It's like little rascals that's right, type little of rascals. thing. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly kind of what I picture. I love that. And, good. you know, we've, we get in our own trouble around here in Orange I'm County, sure you too. Yeah, I actually, Plenty of orange fields. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's true. But I remember... It was really bad. This is the kids should not follow this example. But I remember having Roman candle fights, like the fireworks that would shoot off and we would shoot them at each other, my friends and I, Ooh. or one pump BB gun fights with no eye protection. So, you know, yeah, I guess was, I think I was a little calmer than you. Maybe. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So then how did uh, how did you get into football? Is that just a natural transition or? Well, my dad was a coach, so I spent a lot of times around locker rooms. He coached at a, a, a big high school, and his claim to fame was coaching a running back called Gale Sayers. He yeah. had him as a freshman in high wow. school. He was wow. a freshman coach. So I was just around sports all the time. I loved basketball. He was a basketball player in college. And mm-hmm. so I grew up around it, and it was just normal. I played baseball, basketball, and football. Yeah, and that's the thing. You could actually st- – I mean, even when I was a kid, but we could all still 
still actually play multiple sports, not just one, you know, nowadays. Exactly. Yeah. So you're playing all the sports, but like, how did, uh, did football just become the one you excelled at more? It, it wasn't until I was actually a senior in high school when I really uh, fell in love with football. I, I, I love basketball, dad being a coach. So mm-hmm. I, um, I just had a great senior year, a good football coach. And, um, he encouraged me that I, I might have the, um, opportunity to play at Nebraska if I kept on doing what I was doing. And sure enough, he was right. I um, got a visit from Coach Tom Osborne, who was a, and is a legend, yeah. and a, a wonderful man. So look forward to talking to him about him a little bit. Okay, later. good, good. Um, yeah, just like, did you, um, w- was there just a moment where you knew that you were going to be able to make it? Because playing for Nebraska is not just playing for your local JC or something. I mean, this is the football powerhouse, you know, Nebraska, right. especially back then, right? You know, and they were great back then as far as um, having good seasons. And so they were able to stockpile some people. So okay. I was actually there two years uh, as a, they had a freshman football team and then yeah. I redshirted a year before I started starting on the team. And okay. so that gave me time to really develop personally, spiritually. I'll tell you a little bit about that mm-hmm. in a little while. But mm-hmm. but just to become a much more mature individual to get ready for that level of football. So, And is there a moment where you're thinking, I'm going to be a professional football player? Or what was the backup plan that you were thinking while you're at school? You know, I... Being from Nebraska, you don't have a pro team. The Kansas City Chiefs were the closest team to us. So I really even didn't think about it, even all the way till my junior year in college. And at that time, I started to see guys that I played against on other teams or my team that I thought I was as good as that Mm -hmm. were getting drafted. Mm. And so that that time was really instrumental in me saying, hey, I got a chance at this and let's go for it. So. That was my junior year in college. So freshman, sophomore year, what are you thinking you're going to be? What do you think you're going to do for the rest of your life? I was probably thinking about coaching. I, I mean, okay. I'm, I'm built as a coach. I, I've just am wired that way that I love to mentor people and being around sports. But uh, I never and didn't have any idea, really. I was just going for football at the time. Right. <laughs> there you go. Now, so let's let's step back, though, to when you didn't grow up as a believer, right? I, I went to church, I, but okay. I hadn't made a, a personal confession myself. So uh, great parents, they, they made sure I was in church um, every Sunday. So I pretty much was okay. until I went to high school. And then they gave me the opportunity to, to bow out, which which I did. Which, okay, which you did. And so I was, a, again, as I mentioned, a pretty late bloomer. I was 5'11", 155, had a crew cut and black glasses and until I was 16 years we'll have old. To put those uh, pictures on the, you know, in the show notes. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking to myself now, I would kill for 5'11". <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry uh, about that, but it was pretty, pretty skinny. And my high school coach really had a weight program. And this is way back. He was like way ahead of his time. Hmm. And so I just started working out and developing and got to know um, just how to do it. And I can attribute that more than anything to my long-term career. But as far as, um, you know, just it was a very important part of my life. Okay. So then, yeah, so in high school, you're kind of, you've drifted a bit, right? Yes. yes. What happened was um, went down to Nebraska, and at that time there was, I think, 45 scholarships that were given. So it was a lot more than now. I think now is 25. But 
my roommate was a, a kid from Big Springs, Texas. He was a quarterback, great quarterback that they um, put in-state students without state students mm. so they could get used to it a little bit. And I can remember he came in and t- started talking about being a born-again Christian. And, I'm, and there was also <laughs> like 50 guys that walked on as a freshman team. So we had 90 guys playing on a freshman team. And wow. he, I can think, oh, how did I get stuck living with the only born-again Christian? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know— Because you were—I mean, we're, sorry, but just were you kind of thinking— Oh, I'm gonna. Come, I'm coming to school. I'm a football player. I'm gonna party this up. Yeah, like we're gonna have, I was, yeah, and yeah. I had I just started that like my junior and senior year in high school. Okay, so yeah, it, it was new to me, and I was just trying to find my yeah way in life. And so, <laughs> um, freshman year though, he he just kept gently talking to me, speaking, and investing mm. in my life, and and God just ar- arranged a set of circumstances where I began to understand I needed the gospel, some of the things I was doing, some of the things that happened to me. Uh, he just really identified the sin in my life, mm. and um, mm. with the background I had from my parents and knowing enough, I, it wasn't like I was coming through this without uh, any knowledge, Yeah. but uh, making that one-time commitment, it happened in March of 1975 in my dorm room. Wow. And, uh, and with a, him? And I was alone. He wasn't okay. even in the room at the time, and uh, um, that was uh, the beginning of my... And it's been 43, four years. Wow. So you said he he did something to help like identify your sin. Now, how did, did he do that in a way that was nice? How, how does that? Christians are really good at that, but how is that attractive, right? Right. Yeah, that's what I'm curious about. That's interesting. Um, it was very, um, it wasn't nice. Okay. <laughs> I he mean, was pretty direct? It, he was very direct. And wow. it was obvious to me. And uh, huh. it was something that um, I've definitely re- repented of and uh, but it worked for you in some way him to be it that wasn't direct a, it wasn't or? no i'm talking about god was direct okay oh, 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 <laughs> okay okay okay, okay. It, it was <laughs> it could have been one of those uh, as people say foxhole conversions where uh, yeah. one thing helped me get out of this but it wasn't for me it was mm-hmm. real and uh, mm-hmm. i knew who, who i was trusting and what he had done for me and that's cool to walk with him since. So Good. what what changes from that moment? Like you're you're kind of one person, and now you have this moment in your dorm room, and yes. God is in process of transforming you. What does that look like the next day, the next week? What it looked like for me was beginning to change the people I was hanging around with. Mm-hmm. Um, not that uh, they they were all still friends, but when you don't do what they ask you to do, sometimes you're put to the side, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so I had to come out. I started going, actually, my first group that I attended was through a wrestler at Nebraska that I knew was a believer, and I went to Navigators. Mm-hmm. And then through the next year, I ended up um, getting involved. There was called Baptist Student Union back then. I went to a Baptist church because that's where my roommate, Tom Sorley, was going. And okay. so we attended a Baptist church, and I just grew. And, um, you know, there weren't many football players um, that were Christians. There um I think I started a Bible study my junior year, and there was four of us that would come faithfully mm. and, wow. and got involved with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And huh. there's some other things uh, as far as coaches that I had around me that were big influences, my position coach, and then Coach Osborne was a believer. So there were people on the team that could help me become a, a godly man, and I tried to, to watch and be influenced by each one of them. That's great. That's great. Yeah. It's... um. 
What like let's go let's go back into football. We might go yeah, back into faith again. But just what position were you playing then okay. at this point? I played a stand up defensive end, which is really just like an outside linebacker, which I played in the pros. So okay. I was always standing up, rushing the passer, or taking on a tight end, or covering backs out of the backfield. So it, it's a fun position because you get to do a lot of different things. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, every week was a new challenge. And then you must be getting. Because, I mean, we know the outcome, you know, to come into right. the pros, but like, so you must be getting better. You're having some success. Yes. Okay. I, I, I traded off my sophomore year, starting every other game with a, a gentleman that was a, a year older than me. The next year, he and I started on both sides. And then really, my end of my junior year, I, um, I had some really good games. And then my whole senior year, I, I was um, had a good year. I was a... Second team, our second team All American, and then an academic All American. Okay. Also, so and so, what is it in that position? Like, if you're a quarterback, you're throwing touchdowns yeah. all the time, right? But what what is it in that position that makes you stand out and get noticed? It, it really is tackles. Yeah, I mean that's the big one. But interceptions or fumble recoveries, sacks, different things that where you're in on the plays and you, you know you're noticed because you're getting up from the pile last that's what i say but, <laughs> <laughs> you're at the good. bottom right yeah yeah exactly i always wonder because you see that on tv you're and there's right. like 20 guys on top of each other and there is one still i wonder how much back and forth there is underneath who, who gets up last so it looks like they made the tackle that's right. it that's is there it. a little jabbing going on underneath that pile uh, there or wasn't not really? too much back then. <laughs> <Okay>. no uh. <laughs> <laughs> pros was a little different okay okay <laughs> i always wish i got the microphone in there and like you just hear like my spleen or something like that. But well, what I, I want to just share with you before I forget one yeah. of the cool things about my senior year, Tom went ahead and, and he knew a girl from Texas, so he got engaged and got married Whoa. after our freshman year. So he was gone oh, as okay. far as uh, he was still on the team, but he ended up being the starting quarterback and and. Right before the season started, they elected captains, and the whole team, which was a big team, uh, elected he and myself as oh. the captains that year, which was really special. And, yeah, it's huge. Um, being at Nebraska and then walking out like that and representing the school and all that for that yeah. whole season was a really special time. So, That's amazing. Yeah, it was a cool time. So Tom Osborne, I mean, what's what was it like just to be able to spend to, uh, extended time with him? Are there certain things you learned from him that you still remember today? Uh, incredible work ethic is what you learn from uh, him. He, he just he was out running three miles every day we had before practice. At the same time, he'd run uh -huh. around the football field, and he he was just he wasn't a, um, a yeller. Okay, but he he was a very intellectual man and knew. Um, football like nobody else that I've ever met. Mm -hmm. And so with him, it was correction just quietly if he had something and um, and more of just rooting for you. I remember spending time, you know, just one-on-one -on -one with him and just ask personal questions. And actually, I got to introduce him last year. He came out to do a, an FCA-type talk and uh, wow. a friend of mine asked me to introduce him and it was really fun for me, obviously. That's so amazing. He, he's doing well. He's in his mid-70s now and okay. still active in Nebraska. Wow. That's good. Now, let's, let's transition. We're going from college to the pros. Right. What does that transition, what does that step look like? How did that happen? What's going on inside of you? Well, I can remember coming down the 15 interstate, coming 
out of the high desert down into um, the basin and, and really literally having never been to California before, <laughs> driving myself with my car packed, thinking that I was driving into a forest fire. It was the late 70s, smog was, I mean, it was small. And you never played a California school Never even? played a California school. We played them back in Nebraska, but I'd never oh, been to okay. California. So big, big change. <laughs> um, had to drive over to Long Beach is where I ended up in some hotel in Long Beach for the first mini camp. And um, it just took a while to get your uh, bearings after growing up in Nebraska, for sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> so how's it, how'd the draft work back then for you? You know, like- Okay. I was um, in my apartment. I, I, my roommate wasn't there. I was listening to the radio laying on the floor. <laughs> okay. And they'd every so often pop in what round was being selected. And I ended up being picked the 19th pick in the first round. And so um, got a call right after that from the Rams. They said, come on out. So, wow. I, you know, I mean, it, people listening, sorry, just yeah, <laughs> like 19th pick in the first round is amazing. That's incredible. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes. Yeah. But it, you, do you know that you're on Wikipedia? Yes. I, yeah, you, yeah. I, I, it's right in front of me. I'm looking at this right now. Drafted linebacker, 1979 NFL draft, 19th pick overall by the Rams. You were just trying to see if I was lying or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we fact check right here on the spot. Okay. Um, but it says his tackling prowess, 360 pound bench press. Hmm. Do, you, do you remember that? And a 4.740 yard dash. That's amazing. And now look at me. Now look at you. So, yeah, well, yeah. you're a very fit looking dude, actually. And I bet, but it's just, I think a lot of people, and, and even not to mm-hmm. all the way jump to today, but I think that you are a pretty humble guy and people are walking by and just have no idea that you were a first round, uh, you know, draft pick in the NFL, which is well, interesting, right? Yeah, I take that as a, a compliment. Yeah, really. for sure. You know, I mean, as far as. One of the things that I wanted to get across in the, uh, today that it's been on my mind is just choosing uh, your identity. Yeah. And I've just learned over a, a long period of time that unless it's in Christ, it mm. can be taken away. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's just he, he provides that identity that we can all fall back on as believers of, of his spirit being in us and him giving us the power. And so... I've done some really neat things, but they they aren't with me now. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. We're talking 30 years ago yeah. or 40 years ago, actually, right now. Yeah. And so people should have forgotten about that and wouldn't <laughs> know that, and that's that's fine, you know? Well, sure, sure. But then I think then there's a lot of people that do remember, and there's a couple of people that even have jerseys in the church, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I think is awesome. But um, I don't know. I was just thinking about how that for you now football is such the and, and maybe sports in general mm-hmm. is such an identity thing that can be one of the strongest for people to understand or relate to but i think right. there's a lot of people out there that whatever their job is or whatever they were good at at some point in their right. life they can relate to that and kind of struggle and, with and that that's same a, thing. and that's why i'm sharing it because yeah. i don't care what it is i mean it can be a pastor i mean yeah. and, or whatever you know, I did, no matter how hard you try, I, I cried a couple of days when I got cut the last, I oh, mean, sure. I, I played for seven years and, and you have done it for your whole life and you're trying to figure out, okay, what's next. Hmm. But God was right there through it with me. And that's when I learned the most about, um, you know, ha- having a career, but 
knowing that that isn't who you are. Yeah, that's true. So, I, yeah, I, and it's some very small, weird way I can relate to when I was a youth pastor. I felt like this strong sense of identity in right. being a youth pastor. It's something I think that at least a lot of us that were youth pastors kind of feel this thing. Like, that's who I am. I'm a youth pastor. And I remember even it was considered a promotion to go to this executive pastor role. And I was pushing my cart with all my stuff across campus to my new office. And I was just weeping, walk, exactly. you know, because it was this identity thing. Exactly. Yeah. So um, even then it wasn't in Christ, right? It was in my job. You know, and one thing God God did for me with that was uh, a move to Atlanta. And Mm -hmm. and then by the time I came back to live here six years later, the Rams were gone. Oh, yeah. And so moving to Atlanta, taking on a new career, I mean, nobody knew me back there. So it, it... you know, mm. I had to build my own new what I was going to be, which was a financial advisor. Yeah. And then coming back, I, they might have had one season, but it was a terrible season because everybody knew they were leaving already and nobody was going to games. And <laughs> they went to St. Louis. And then yeah. to hit, have him bring it back here 24 years later, just three years ago, it's been really cool because, uh, I mean, I, I can handle it now. Yeah. And they've done a great job reaching out. Oh, they have. So you've, yeah, have yeah. You, yeah, what's been reconnecting with the team like then? It has been really wonderful seeing guys that I haven't seen for many, many years connecting. They've, they've reached out, had us come to games. They have at the Coliseum, they've had a suite just for former players. They call it the Legends Group. And so I'm <laughs> running awesome. into guys. It's usually about 10 to 12 per game that they invite with spouses. Hmm. And uh, that's fun. Just talking, catching up. And then. Other things where they've had a reunion each year that I've gone to. Oh, cool. I went into a prison with them uh, last wow. year uh, uh, during that reunion. So there's some outreach kind of stuff going on too. <laughs> so I think the identity piece is super important. I, I watched something with Tim Tebow, and he said a lot of people remember him for being in the NFL and being this right. great quarterback. And he said, so I can either choose to be remembered for that or then there's a lot of people that also remember me as the guy that's been cut four times from different teams. Right. Um, and he said, I, if I fixate on either one of those, I can get really stuck. And then he talks about his identity being found that's in great. Christ. Um, and so that, that has a lot to do with your assignment. What is it that you're doing now? And what, what is it that okay. it, right now you are in the financial field? Um, and what, what is it that is empowering? And how do you live out what God has called you to do in that realm? Uh, I came back, um, Heidi and I, my wife, have been married 35 years, and the year we got married, we hired Ronald Blue and Company, a financial service firm from Atlanta, Georgia, to help us with our finances. Now, the money wasn't like it is now, <laughs> yeah, that's true. but it still, it was a good salary, and we needed help then. And so in dealing with them, I saw that I might have an interest, and we knew that we weren't going to be financially uh, free Having played football back then, you knew you had to have a second career Mm -hmm. or it wasn't going to work. And so I started studying for what's called a certified financial planning degree my um, last year. And need to mention, I got hurt my my uh, sixth and seventh year. I tore my anterior cruciate knees Mm. and had to have those reconstructed. So I had some time while I was rehabbing to do school, which I did. Unfortunately, I met Ronald Blue, the man, and uh, hmm. he got to know me. He had spoke at pro athletes outreach conferences, and um, he went, came and asked me if I'd want to work for him, and it was the right move. <laughs> so six months after I got done with football, Heidi and I moved to Atlanta with a six-month-old and uh, started wow. our family there. And then I came back six years later to open a branch for Ronald Blue and Company, and we're now called Ronald Blue Trust. and 
our mission is to free up financial resources for the fulfillment of the Great Commission. And uh, we have the privilege of working with a lot of wonderful um, and mostly Christian people in doing that. Hmm. That's cool to be. That's interesting just to be able to work for a company who's doing this sort of thing of, of financial advising and wealth management and all that, but in with a, a Christian biblical worldview, it, it's, right? It's very unique and yeah. it, it really has been a privilege. And Ron was encouraged by Howie Hendricks to start the firm when yeah. he was a young man. And um, so we've got a wonderful staff here that I stepped down three years ago and a younger man is managing it, but I'm still working and enjoying mentoring or coaching like we talked about. There you um, go. There you go. Full circle. The, right? Full circle. Yeah. So it's it's still fun for me. <laughs> That's cool. What was what was uh, playing in the NFL like when it came to life temptations? We could jump all the way back again, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. into NFL world. We didn't really talk about your time with the Rams, but, right. you know, is we what... Uh, What's that? Is is it is it as hard as it seems to be in the movies of temptation and things like that? It, it can be. Okay. And again, it's it's an individual choice that you have to make early. Yeah. Um, I um, you have to separate yourself somewhat from um, from the other guys, and I I hope I did that well with making them you know feel like I cared about them and all that. But I'd sit up towards the the front of the plane because it get pretty wild by the end of the flights <laughs> on the way home. And, but you know, there was times when I was placed in situations where, I mean, you have to uh, make decisions that aren't easy. Mm-hmm. I don't always make the right decision, but I sure, but it was, a uh, it was something where I had other people around me doing it, uh, with me. Yeah. And so like, John Warehouse, who was, was a chaplain of the Rams back then, he also was a chaplain of the Dodgers and the Angels. Yeah, I spent my first year living at their house. Basically, I was uh, single. Um, they had a small family and um, invited me in. So anytime that I didn't have anything to do, I was over there for dinner and okay. or going out and speaking with John, sharing my testimony. So <laughs> he was instrumental. Yeah, in my life, and ended up marrying Heidi and I. Too. Oh, cool. So, yeah, yeah. Do you see sometimes in those moments, like you have to really, you can't just play defense. You have no. to play offense, right? When right. it comes to your faith, even though you're playing defense on the field. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, yeah. And um, you just um, sometimes you get in situations where you didn't expect. From yeah. The, and you just have to be able to. Yeah. Navigate out. And so that's, is that when you, then you met Jackie Slater with, you know, playing for the Rams too, sure another did. Calvary Jackie member. Jackie had been there uh, three years when I got there. Okay. And, and anybody that had played for the Rams in those 20 years that Jackie plays, played at knows Jackie. We, yeah. Uh, we, we actually had our Bible study here at Calvary. I think wow. you guys probably remember that or know that. And uh, we met over in one of the small uh, huh. Sunday school rooms. Yeah. So it was fun times. We had a, a great group and... There was probably eight to ten couples that were committed to coming to Bible study Wednesday, and the chapels were well attended hmm. back in the day. That's cool. And so that's that is the way that you found yourself at Calvary. And when did you and Heidi say like this is the place? This is where we want to. We uh, we came back from Atlanta with uh, two children, and um, we knew of the school at the time, and so. We actually um, picked the office right up the street here, not from far right. from the church. And we've been here for the last 26, seven years since we came back. So the kids all went through uh, junior high here. And uh, so we've been coming here a long time. 
<laughs> that's awesome. That's great. Uh, so then, like, I know now you're and and now you're you're doing this financial advising. You're an elder here at yeah, Calvary Church, which has been yeah. How's that, <laughs> how's that to be? What's it like for you to be an elder in a church? Was that a you know even getting that call? You know that was a, really a, an honor. Actually, yeah. you know, this is a, a a big place that's been around a lot of a long time and. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of decisions to be made, so I knew it was you couldn't take that lightly, and mm-hmm. so I've tried to be as committed as I can. Um, and we've been through a lot of, you know, good yes. things <laughs> and uh, and decisions, and so I've really enjoyed it for the. Last, this is my fourth year. I'm just finishing up. Yeah, well, we've uh, really appreciated you. Uh, okay, I think I got mainly one last question. What does it <laughs> feel like physically? to slam into another human being at full speed? Because <laughs> I actually have no idea. <laughs> let's, let's just try it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the this is where I respect Matthew Slater so much because I my first year in the NFL was on special teams, and okay. I played L1, it's called, which is the first guy next to the kicker. And back in the day, um, you know, you ran down and you had to bust the wedge. Oh, yeah. And so you had a 40-yard run as fast as you could, and there's two guys that are 300 pounds standing there, and <laughs> you're trying to take them Make out. Make my day. <laughs> and, I mean, if I would have had to do that another year, I don't think I could have taken it. Let alone Maybe, 11 yeah, or something. You just, the next day, <laughs> you years. felt every part of your body. Oh, and, man. The worst hits are when you get hit on the side of the head. I don't. Oh. It, you're fine if you get hit up front. It's some way that. Really? Uh, but the the surprise side of the hits is what really gets you. And so. So you're getting a bl- kind of a block type hit to the you, side. You can. You know? Get, you know. You're not the only one delivering those hits. Yeah. You can sometimes be blindsided coming oh. from a guy coming that you didn't see and might yeah. lifts you off your feet. So. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you all the different injuries I had over the years, but there was a few. Yeah, it's so. not a sport where you just get off scot-free, right? No, no. Everybody comes out with something. <laughs> or, oh, my boys, they always ask, how, how come football's only once a week? How can it be? Why can't it be every day like baseball? And just, it, it, there is a reason. Those guys got to recover. Even when you're in your 20s, I mean, you need a week to recover. And yeah. it gets harder and as they get older. I don't know how Jackie did it, actually. So. Yeah, exactly. And I think, what was Matthew in his 11th or something like that yeah. year of special teams flying down exactly. the field? So exactly. That's, some of the rule changes they've made have really helped that. You that's know, true. The, where there's not as many concussions and all that. And blindside. You're not getting yeah, as many. Those were good changes. <laughs> that's good. That's so. good. Well, awesome, George. We just really appreciate you. Thank you so much for sharing with us and the Calvary Life Podcast. Well, Eric and Matt, but <laughs> glad for all that you're doing for the church, and thank you for having me today. You bet. You bet. Thanks. Thanks again for joining us on the Calvary Life Podcast. If you enjoyed our show this week, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. If you want to learn more about Calvary Church or share any of your thoughts, check us out on our website at calvarylife.org or find us on one of our social media accounts. We're on Instagram at calvary underscore church, Facebook at Calvary Church of Santa Ana, and Twitter at Calvary Life.